the Soul Coaching Oracle Show with Hannah Yamayev. Hello, Mrs. Brianna. So, if you guys are listening to this podcast later on in your day, today we're talking about the Travis Scott um, tragedy at the Astro World. And I have Miss Brianna J here. Miss Brianna J, go ahead and introduce yourself for a little bit. Hey, I'm Brianna J, author, screenwriter, filmmaker, spiritualist. so where can they find your books like what's the name of your books how many books do you have out right now um i have one book in total out myself my publishing company has two out Mm -hmm. Um, you can find them both on amazon a nice tale by rizzy beeman or shadows by brianna j you can type them both on amazon or you can follow our instagram page at rtb publishing and the link is in the bio on there as well. Yes, and her link on for her Instagram will be in the bio of this podcast. So y'all go follow that, um, her publishing business. Um, and her shadow book is good. I can't wait for part two. <laughs> I can't wait for it. So as you guys know, the name of this segment is said, it's called Money, a Symbol of Your Consciousness. And the reason why I named it this is because a part of this this segment we're talking about Travis Scott and what happened at the Astro World concert. And I'm gonna give the mic to Brianna and let Brianna explain what happened and we will go from there. Okay, so um Travis Scott was doing a festival in his hometown, Astro World Festival, and during his set people were getting trampled or saying they couldn't breathe and the crowd was calling for him to stop the show and he couldn't he didn't stop the show or whatever whatever happened we can get into that in a second uh-huh. um, eight people ended up passing away that day and then a couple more people passed away afterwards I want to say the total was at like nine or ten now I believe it's ten yeah it's it's ten now and he's officially being sued for 175 million dollars overall and Live Nation, they even named Drake in the lawsuit. Like, it's so many names tagged in this lawsuit now because yeah. we, we don't even know the extent of how all well this is about to go. $750 million. Se- Oh, it's $750 million? Yes, ma'am. By 175 people? Yes. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's... it's, a, it's a, it was a lot of deaths. So, yeah, the youngest person that died was a nine-year-old a nine-year-old now I feel like with this this tragedy I believe that he could stop the show you feel like he could have yeah he could have stopped rapping he could have stopped performing That's I, how I don't I don't feel like he could have it Why? wasn't I don't feel like it was on him to stop the show prime example I just went to day in Vegas over the weekend right Lil Uzi work performed and this is after Astro World. And he gets on the mic, he says, and he was like, I don't take breaks. If you're tired, leave. Mm-hmm. And they cut his mic off mm-hmm. and stopped his set. And he had to leave the stage. So mm-hmm. I feel like for Astro World, 
yeah, Travis Scott could have stopped the show, but also the promoters could have stopped the show. The security guards could have stopped the show. Yeah. Before they show you like the aerial view of the stage in the crowd and it was captioned like, okay, how is he supposed to hear people screaming to stop the show? And when you think about it, the sound and stuff, and that's why they have to wear earpieces because there's so much feedback on stage that I genuinely believe that when he said he didn't hear people calling for him to stop, I genuinely believe that because I've been on stages where you, especially stadium stages or like big stages, you don't hear what's going on in that crowd. And that's why you have an earpiece. Right. So I feel like it was just poor management all around. So I have a preview of video of what happened um, of the ambulance and the companies and all that stuff. I want to play that and I want you to listen to it and I want you to tell me what do you believe uh, this situation, what do you believe has happened around this situation as the ambulance were coming. So here we go. And on demand TV. Sorry you guys. It's a this morning for the first time we are hearing from the head of the private medical company hired by festival organizers david gonzalez is live outside of nrg park this morning david what was he saying this morning Good morning, Kimberly and Steph, the head and CEO of Paradox is defending his more than 70 staff members who were here at Astroworld trying to save lives as all of this unfolded. He appeared on CNN to, quote, set the record straight. Alex Pollock says at one point his team treated 11 people going into cardiac arrest at the same time. All of this as a crowd surge was taking place. Pollock says the staff is not allowed to go into any situation where they might get hurt, but they kept going into the crowd to help those in need anyway. He says his team was doing CPR on the back of carts, trying to get out of the crowd. He said people were jumping on the carts and pulling them off those who needed help. He says at one point, people thought this was all a joke. This is something I'll have nightmares about for the rest of my life. I think my team is extremely broken up about it. Um, seeing so many young people getting CPR at one time is just something no one should have to go through. Even though we're medical professionals, we should be used to it. You can't get used to something like that. Pollock says paradox standard ratio for an event like Astroworld is one medic per thousand people. Houston Police Chief Sam Benya believes there may have been up to 55,000 people at the concert and that the venue could handle that many people, but the problem was the majority of the crowd was concentrated into a small space near the stage when Travis Scott began to perform. He also says that at one point, HFD logged up to 5,000 people who may have broken through the gates and entered the festival illegally. Kimberly and Steph, back to you. Still just difficult to hear even. Did you hear that? Yeah. Did you hear? Sorry. Did you hear how they said a five thousand people went into the concert illegally? Yeah. How much? It was. I'm telling you, it was the promoters' fault. Because had the show not been over capacity, who's to say that eight people still would have died? That's facts. And then on top of that, and it's crazy because Travis Scott has had the same performance, the same type of show since like 2015. Like, I'm a Travis Scott fan. He got a whole documentary on Netflix about his concerts. Like, Mm -hmm. it's called Look Mom, I Can Fly. In the documentary, he talk about how they 
had to stop his shows early, where promoters have stopped his shows early because fans was getting too out of pocket. And those are crowd controlled shows where he like they turned off the mic. And one time the police came on and arrested them like, you know what you about the inside of right if we keep you up here. He got arrested twice. Wow. So that's that's why seeing even the nine year old kids being there, it's like do y'all not know the history of these shows? Because I do. I know exactly what to expect. That's why I was going to Day in Vegas to see this show because I knew it was going to be high energy. And then mm-hmm. he ended up canceling. But, and as he should. I'm not saying he shouldn't have canceled because at that point it's like, okay, eight people died. You got to go sit down. But, no. Like, if, if you research his shows, his sets are the same. Is He going to have you raging. He doing black mosh pits. He's is high energy. I would have never had kids there, and that's and those are the type of crowds that have to be meticulously controlled. Like it's more the promoter's fault than it is his, because his set hasn't changed. So, do you think the promoters didn't stop the show because it was a more about the money? Heck yeah, they knew if they stopped that show, people could ask for refunds. Yeah. And the name of this podcast, it says money is a symbol of your consciousness. Um, one of the things that I always, always believe that we, we are not here to run a rat race of materialism. So we actually are here to experience the depth of our souls and form. And I think that money is just another form of communication in this world where as floor as, as fluence is being, is a way of being. It's a mindset that is based on relationships and co-creating. Um, so I definitely think that those people that was marketing this um, this concert, their perception of money um, was based on how can I get rich off of Travis Scott? Yeah, you know, and, and now I, he's the one that's taking the blame for it all. It's, right. it's gonna be Travis Scott. Like he was the only person that could have stopped the show. Right, right. And I feel like that he's he's actually going through something that nobody knows how it feels. You got death on your hands. Ten deaths on your hands that you had no control over. Yeah. How do you live death for his life? Right. How do you feel? Do you have empathy for him or do you feel like Travis Scott could have did more than just continue to perform? Um, I got empathy for him. Okay. I do. I, I understand both sides, honestly. I have empathy for the people that die, definitely. Mm-hmm. It, it's one of those situations where I know when that adrenaline from performing, like I've worked for music artists, it's a different type of adrenaline when you go on those stages. It's almost a tunnel vision. I've had mm-hmm. artists tell me that they can't even focus on the people in the crowd because the people in the crowd might be rapping the lyrics wrong and that's going to make them start performing wrong. So you right. want to literally be tunnel vision adrenaline I'm going through my set so I know he to a certain extent he was tuned he was zoned out he was in his zone so I mm-hmm. had empathy for him too because I know he's like I should have paid more attention yeah because I never I, I hate that we in a society now where we villainize the shit out of celebrities where it's like he wanted the people to die he couldn't stop the show it's like oh okay like is he money hungry? Maybe. Did he really want people to die? No. Did he see people pass out? Probably, but he always see people pass out at his shows and then right. they bounce over- back up. It, people it's- overheat. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like he was seeing people passing out and saying, damn, they dying. Let me keep performing. He probably thought it was just, okay, they passed out. Security about to do their job and come get them. It's done. He ain't think people was dying. So I have empathy for him, but I have empathy for the people that died too. And I just really wish it was somebody in this whole mix that be like, we need to stop this fucking show. Because it would really only take one person in charge to, yo, cut his mic off. Like, I just watched him do that to Uli this past weekend. Cut right. his mic off. Right. Do and they believe, cut his mic off and the set was over. Do you believe that the, the those 10 deaths was a sacrifice? Nah. I, I, I do believe. I believe it's a human sacrifice. For who, though? For the promoters or for Travis? For the world. I haven't heard this perspective yet. I'm going to tell you why. I think that right now it was a human sacrifice. And I think that it was supposed to be. It was supposed to happen. And I'm not saying that these people were supposed to die. I'm not saying that they their life was chosen to die. They just happened to be there at the time when stuff started to get out of hand. But when I say a human sacrifice, think about all the things we've been through in the last two years. Well, the last year and a half. How COVID started. We were losing people. We're losing more people as the days go by, the months go by, the years go by due to COVID, right? Mm-hmm. And now we think about this big ass concert that we haven't, we, we really haven't been able to go to any concerts in the last, what, year and a half? Big concerts like that without social distancing, right? Right. Think about how they didn't have enough bodyguards, okay? If they had body, if they had guards guarding the stage, nobody would have been pressed up against the thing. If they had fences around the stage where nobody could get towards the stage where they're feeling like they're dying, where the fences wasn't killing people or making people feel, you know, claustrophobic. If they limited who all, like they limited how many seats and how many people can be in this stadium, right? Even though it's outside, I think there should have been a limit. You know what I'm saying? I definitely feel like it should have been a limit. I feel like it was too many corners being cut and people end up losing their lives. Right. I feel like that this was a way of the universe speaking where we have to learn how to know that money is just a... money Money kills. Money is an energy that can help people kill each other. Maybe not by maybe maybe not by purpose, but maybe by incident. And this was one incident that caused people to lose their life because some careless as marketers, advertisers, whoever they are, decided, hey, let's do this show and we're not gonna we're gonna cut some loops. We're gonna go through some loops just to get this show popping. Didn't think about the people that was coming. Exactly. And I feel like that human sacrifice, those ten people that sacrificed their life for this show to even be a part of the world was to allow the world to see that you are a reflection of how you think of your money, of you think of you if of you of how you think about wealth. Correct, because money is an inanimate object. Like right. Too often we hear people say money is the root of all evil, but really people is the root of all evil. 
right. alien enemy object you come into contact with is just a projection of who you are. Right. Money is a reflection of who you are, depending on what you do with it. Right. Status is a reflection of who you are, depending on what you do, what with, you do it. with it. We project human emotions and personas onto inanimate things to deflect the responsibility that we have with it. Right. Right. And I so, feel like that the, the marketers and the people that had came up with this 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 concert and you know they paid Travis Scott to perform and Drake to perform. Uh, all these people that's getting sued, I feel like the the, the performers shouldn't have been sued. No. I feel like the people behind this concert that paid him, I don't know how much money he got paid for that. I think that the companies and the sponsors should have been paid, should have been sued. Correct. I feel like Travis Scott was the sacrifice as well. Yes, he because was. Because now he the scapegoat because that's the one name we know we can blame. Like, well, Travis right. Scott was on stage and he didn't stop the show. We and, can blame him. But meanwhile, it, pro- it took a team of 100 plus to put this whole festival together and you haven't heard none of their names. No. You've only he heard, heard Travis Scott. Travis Scott. Scott. Exactly. And not only that, Travis Scott didn't really put this together. He was called to say, hey, I want you to perform at this concert that I'm putting together. Yeah, like it's his festival. Like he put money into it, but he also paid organizers to put the event together. Right. I feel like that this is one of those situations where the people in the high in the world of music and the world of world of advertising and marketing and you know all the people that is doing all the things for these music these uh, music the people that play music and do whatever they do music videos perform I think that you have to put into perspective how we can make everybody safe not just think about you correct we gotta stop viewing people as cattle like yes. I feel like they saw the event as numbers on the board, but them numbers on the board are people. So, right. so they looking at it like, okay, the safe capacity is this, but if we can get it to this, we'll make it this much. But now that number that they decided to take it to was no longer safe because we viewing people as numbers on the board and not just people. Right. People. Facts. Like Facts. that. And that's that's the saddest shit of all that people got people lost their lives because literally they people were looking at it from a money aspect and that and that shit is sad as fuck. Right. And I feel like this that, you know, when you acknowledge the truth about money and you know that money does not equate to fulfillment or health or happiness or love, one thing that I want you guys to know that monetary wealth is important as it puts you know, nutrient food on your table. It put a roof over your head. It gives you freedom to create astonishing experiences. Um, and it, it emits that it has emits that requires the access and monetary wealth. But all those things can be accomplished with actual without actual cash. And I'm gonna give you a spiritual perspective to, of this because the concept about uh, the concept that abundance is defined through monetary wealth stifles the creative process and impacts your ability to co-create and I think that's what happened to them they've seen dollar signs on each person that paid for that concert to join that concert and when you let go of when and how things will come your way 
and you purely focus on your true wealth, which defines by wisdom and knowledge and relationships, the rest just falls into place. So for those people out there that's listening about this Travis Scott concert, if you have some ill will towards this man, if you're speaking ill about this man, understand that this man had no control over that concert. Right. He wasn't he had, the only one in control of that concert. He was just the biggest name involved. Right. And, that, and that's the thing. I feel like in terms of tragedies, we immediately look for someone to blame without that. really examining all of the facts. We immediately just be like, okay, so who's responsible? Who's at fault? Somebody has to pay for this. We, we a vengeful society instead of was this a tragic incident? Was it planned? Like, nobody ever puts their real fucking thinking caps on to be like, okay, let's follow this chain and figure out what really happened. It's immediately, right. and it's grief. It's collective grief because yeah. something tragic happens and we collectively grieve. And I, and I feel like that's one of the stages of grief is to have someone to blame. To blame. Fact. How do you think that this incident affected the world spiritually I feel like it's a dark a dark cloud I don't feel like concerts will ever be the same after this especially mm-hmm. especially spiritually I feel like man I saw so many people try to connect the dots and it was a human sacrifice he was harvesting souls and like we wanted to be an evil hand behind all of this so bad and as a person that really is spiritual and really has done deep dives on all of this this was too sloppy for it to really be that like the that and i don't i don't want to get too spiritual about it but this was too sloppy to be harvesting so girl i need you to get too spiritual let me (laughs) let me know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's that's the myth that annoys me the most okay in order to harvest souls you you're not harvesting random souls even those souls are selected okay like you you can't just go pick a random person on the street and be like i'm sacrificing them if we're talking about harvesting souls it okay. has to because most people okay like you're spiritual too right right yeah when you if we're talking about blood sacrifice and every blood sacrifice that you know the blood that you're sacrificing has to mean something, something. to you right correct? facts so facts. why would he pick eight random people that he's probably never met a day in his life to sacrifice the exchange for that as cold as this is going to sound the exchange for sacrificing eight people that he don't even know would not give him any payback no no so why would we say that that's that's the thing that was irking me the most like no you can't just harvest a random soul if that was the case we'd all be rich because we will all be down to kill a nigga we don't know right like i don't I don't think that Travis Scott did the human sacrifice. I think it was a universal human sacrifice. Yeah, from a universe perspective, I can I can kind of see why you would say that. But I'm talking about from the people that were saying Travis Scott was harvesting souls. Right. No, he, he had he had nothing to gain by sacrificing eight random people. Like, yeah. It's, dude, it it just sorry. don't sound like something Travis Scott would do at all and they want to talk about like the inverted cross and all of that and it's just like no 
Like yes. that's not. If anything, if I w- I would much rather people say God was making the example. I would run with that before I ran with he harvesting souls. Like we, but we wanted the reason so bad. So I was reading on CNN that the family of Axel Acosta Avella, one of the ten people who died in that chaotic crowd surge during the Astro World Festival in Houston this month is amongst 150 plaintiffs who brought a lawsuit Tuesday against this event and the organizers and other people. And this lawsuit seeks damages for loss of mental and physical health and human life. According to the petition filed by the Busby Law Firm in Harris County, um, Texas, Acosta Avella, a 21-year-old from Teton, Washington attended festivals alone and his aunt Cynthia Acosta told CNN that it was his first time going to an event like that that she she told the Houston station and he was a junior at a college called Western Washington University and he had an interest in computer science according to the university Acosta was I believe he was Latino um, and this lawsuit is filed on the behalf of the Costa family um, and amongst others, event organizers, Live National and Travis Scott, who was performing at the time of the deadly crowd surge. And this suit also named performers like Drake and Apple Inc., which the lawsuit said streamers that it, the stream said that streamed the event on its Apple music platform. So they actually played the stream the event on the Apple platform. And this lawsuit is seeking more than $750 million. Um, the damages sought in this case attempted to fix, help, or make up the harms and the losses and the suffered by the plaintiff and the, lo- the lawsuit read. The quake themselves include sufficient punctive damages to punish and make an example of all involved in the streaming, promotions, and organizations and failed executions of the concert and also to encourage those who engage in such activity in the future to do so with the safety at the forefront. Basically, they are suing him for them for not making this concert safe enough for people where they can enjoy the music, relax. Basically, everybody was standing up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your legs get tired after um, after, um, after an hour. Listen, I was at Dame Vegas sitting down because I, I was sitting on the ground at that. But no, nah, I definitely agree. I get it. They suing them for that much to send the message. And it's going to change the landscape of festivals from here on out. We're going to mess around and have chairs at these festivals that's nailed to the ground and you're going to be told not to get out your seat. They're going to lower the capacity even more. It's about to be so... This about to create a ripple effect because it already has... So many artists were stopping in the middle of their sets to check on people in the crowd. You okay? You okay? You need mm-hmm. to get security, medical. We need medical. That be that's a part of people's sets now. Right. Like every every time it happened, like after the third or fourth time, my artist did it. I I started to wonder in my head, like, okay, like, is this somebody really in the front right now, acting like they can't breathe, or are y'all doing that for the viral clip to be like, oh, such and such be checking on their fans because it's I don't know but you know what I feel weird about that I feel like artists is developing that relationship with the people people and when you develop relationships with your with your your fans 
that creates an authentic wealth. You get what I'm saying? There's different types of wealth, not just currency. And And true wealth cannot be taken away from you. It comes from, it comes straight from the source. It lives internally inside of you. So you can tell what artist cares about their fans and what artist doesn't care about their fans. And I would rather for Beyonce to be like, yo, you okay? You know what I'm saying? I've been to three of her concerts. And I heard her say, you okay? You good? You need some water? She ain't gave a client, she ain't gave a fan water. You get what I'm saying? So I think that it's it's more most most of us, we have that divine nature that that is pure uh pure abundance infant progression and everlasting co-creation so i think that if most artists strip away their limited beliefs about money or wealth or prosperity they will be able to live their life with prosperity and abundance and it will continue to flow so i do feel like that when it comes to this situation this tragedy and i want to say that I do have empathy for everybody that was in the situation. Okay. I have empathy for everybody. It affected me in a way because I am going through my own little, you know, situation. You know what I'm saying? I think that with the organize the organizers and the marketers and everybody that was behind this, I think that they gonna have to empty their consciousness of how money should flow to them. You know what I'm saying? They they need to look at people as people and not look at people as numbers. Exactly. And that's, I know people- that's the biggest message in all of this. Yes. And I really hope this celebrity worship shit stop. Like that that's another thing. Like we we gotta start putting these celebrities on these pedestals and just start giving them the benefit of the doubt that their people. Because that. at the end of the day. They, they're a regular person that just so happens to make good music. That's it. That's the only thing that makes them different from me and you is they mm-hmm. make good music that people relate to. That's okay. it. But other mm-hmm. than that, they're regular people. Right. Right. They they just like me and you. They fart. They, they cough. They get sick. They fall. You know what I'm saying? They don't wake up like this in my Beyonce voice. Nobody wakes up beautiful. You know what I'm saying? I feel like when it comes to the celebrities they are human just like us they will make mistakes of course they want to make mistakes but nobody sees them in the in the big light nobody sees them making mistakes nobody expects them to make mistakes because who are they you know what i'm saying exactly and i think the reason why people are so 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 quick to judge a celebrity it's because a, they per, they they give that persona that I'm perfect. You know what I'm saying? Or they that people like people that is so obsessed with Travis Scott, they look at him and like, dang, he's perfect. So they have that image. They have painted that picture of who he is, a perfect person in their life. Exactly. And I think that when we paint a picture for someone else that is human, that makes mistakes, that is flawed the fuck out, that that goes in the studio and use auto tools to sing and rap, they paint that picture to make, think that they're perfect and low key. You may see his videos on YouTube all day, but that's a video. It's a recording. He's exactly. not the same person that he was on that recording when he's at home laying in the bed and he just has draws. 
Exactly. That's that's what people don't understand. They regular. Is it got to be like this evil agenda? That's how I feel about when they always put the Illuminati on black people. Like the the Illuminati, in theory, would never fuck with black people, right? Because that would have to be the most racist establishment ever. Because look at the history of the treatment of black people from the beginning of time. Right. Why, would, why do we only throw that stamp on black people? So, but we always wanted to be, so it gotta be a reason why they successful and I'm not. They had to do something evil. Right. They had to do this. They had to do that. Like it's, right. and not to say that spirit, all, it, what people don't realize is all of this shit is spiritually aligned, whether you extremely famous or if you just laying in your bed listening to this right now. It's right. something spiritually aligning in your life right now that you just don't acknowledge. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we all got the same 24 hours. Right. Facts. So I pulled some cards about this situation. Um, I pulled some cards about Mr. Travis Scott. And I pulled six cards, okay? And the first card I pulled was the higher self card, which is, you know, I'm using my 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 Oracle deck. I love my Oracle deck, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so I do feel like that right now with everything that Travis Fox, Travis Scott got going on, I think that this was a minor setback for him. But I feel with the higher self card that Travis Scott gonna continue have to continue to live in his truth. I think that he's gonna have to continue to do what he do best. Um, I think that when it comes to the situation, he does not want to be himself up about the people that died. He had no control over that. But also, he's going to have to learn how to become one with his higher self. Um, because right now, he's been pushed back to feeling belittled by the things that people that are saying about him, the tabloids, the media, the news, all of these things that you hear on TV, on social media about this man, I know it is messing with his mental. Yeah. Turn it up till they can hear. Running, running around. 
hardest, yeah. Been on this since we was kids. Uh, I fill my mind up with ideas. Cases, fumes. She fill my mind up with ideas. I'm the highest in the room. Hope I make it out of here. How do you think? What do you think about that? I definitely feel like it's messed with his mental. I, I feel like when he got on his, I know they was like finding his Instagram story because they like, he didn't look like he was being emotional about it. But when I watched it, I'm like, oh, he's in shock. And you, you could tell it was still kind of like sinking in. Because uh-huh. I've been there before when something crazy has happened and I'm still in shock, but people keep asking me about it. And I'm, I would have been worse than him because I would have let out, a, I'm a, anxious laugher like I'm a laugh in an uncomfortable situation but it's more so a nervous laugh than it is a serious laugh but right. to regular people it's, it's a laugh so yeah. I would have fucked around and chuckled and they'd have been oh my ah oh, she's laughing at it she's <laughs> <laughs> right, like, she's out of here like she's what's your, canceled right what's your zodiac sign I'm a cancer right I'm a Gemini I laugh off of things that's supposed to make me sad it doesn't mean that I don't care right that's what i'm saying like oh i would have been out of there especially in high stress i'm done Mm -hmm. right facts Uh, the next part i do have is um get healthy um travis scott has he has become his biggest criticism he has become criticized criticizing himself lately since this tragedy happened um i think that travis scott is having nightmares about it he's dreaming about it it's it's is stopping him from eating constantly, you know, um, just because something happened to you, tragic, you know, have a trauma like that, something so severe where many people has getting killed because you've been on the stage and you performing, excuse me. I do feel like that, you know, stress can kill you. Um, so you have to still go on about what going, I think that he needs to continue to go, he needs to go on about with his life. You can't change what has happened. So he has to treat his body like a temple and be healthier mentally, physically, and emotionally. Because right now, I do feel like that right now, when it, I'm not saying that he doesn't have to care about what happened, but this is a this, this is one of those situations where he has to take himself out of the equation and find discernment when it comes to the, the, the thoughts that he has. Not the situation, but the mental thoughts. Everything that people are saying about him, everything that the media is saying about him he cannot allow that to make him feel like he has to fight for a battle that he did not create oh uh, yeah definitely and there's so many people saying so many bad things about him that I'm right. thinking is words are energy so that's so much bad energy being directed at him that he gotta find something 
to smooth that energy out. Like right. He got to vibrate higher than the people that right. are wishing on his downfall right now, or he can end up spiraling. Right. Because I'm gonna tell you something. That's all I see. Every every reaction doesn't need an action. So I think that he needs to find some ground and center. Um, until and and I think that he needs to. Right now, he's beating himself up where it's becoming. I have the love part in reverse, and it's coming. It's coming to self hate. He's starting to hate himself. He's starting to beat himself up mentally. If he if he stop resisting that 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 he does have love around around him, and there's people out there that is that has empathy for him. There's people out there that is rooting for him. Everybody gonna get talked about. They talked about whoever Jesus is. Exactly. Hell, they talk about me. People talk about you. But that does not stop us from doing what we do best. It's being ourselves. So right now, I do feel like with the next card, I have the Be Gentle card. He has to go with the flow. He has to stop allowing his ego to get him out of his element becoming where he is allowing himself to become less worthy and he's still worthy none of this was his fault um it was everything that is out of his control is out of his control and there's nothing he can do about it but he has to still believe that he is worthy i think that right now if he stay away from social media if he stay away from instagram and he stay away from facebook and he stay away from everything that has his name in big print he's going to find himself looking for validation outside of him and that's going to mess with his head yeah I definitely feel like we're not going to hear from him for a while maybe like a couple years mm-hmm. and he could sustain off that but nah he definitely got to get off the internet the internet is a cesspool of negative energy Yes. Anything positive is gonna turn negative if it's on the internet too long. Cause definitely, that's people just gonna pick at it until it does. Right. So he he need to take a sabbatical. He did take a sabbatical break. He needs to take a break from everything. You know what I'm saying? I think that maybe he should put all that energy, all that hurt, all that you know resentment towards the organizers and the marketers and all that towards his music. I think this could be what he could use this. And I'm not saying that he needs to use this to make money, but in a business mind, I would use this as a publicity stunt to come out with a better album. I didn't think he going to do that. I feel yeah. I genuinely feel like he going we gonna, he going to take a two year break and then he going to come back like nothing ever happened. Maybe like a documentary or an in-depth Oprah type interview drop where he talk about how he going to get the, Chris Jenner remorse tour the same way Kendall Jenner had to do that apology for handing the police officer the Pepsi uh-huh. and that police brutality commercial. Right. He gonna get that same apology tour and then he gonna drop an album and everybody gonna move on. Like everybody gonna move, everybody gonna move on in the next like six to twelve months because that's just what we do now. It's Back. gonna be another tragedy. Rest in peace, Young Dolph, because Young Dolph was killed today. It's going to be another tragedy. And what? Nobody's Are you serious? Like How yeah, was Young Dolph got killed in Memphis today. Wow. In <laughs> Yeah, so it's That's going to be my and People going to move on. It always reminds me of uh, Chicago. You ever saw the play Chicago? Yes. Uh-huh. We really Chicago. Like, mm-hmm. the play. 
where she killed her husband, but then another girl killed her husband and, not, and she lost all the press and she was so pissed because she was banking on the press to stay with her until after her trial. Like, I'm, I might be jumbling up the storyline, y'all, because it's been a minute, but essentially <laughs> she wanted to be popping. She killed her husband. She was popular. And but then another tragedy happened and she lost all the media from it and she was Saudi. That's us. We jumped from one we ch- media be chasing tragedies. So this the Astro World thing go die down in probably two, three months. It's already kind of fizzling out now. And it's sad to see because people some people still die. Like it's but it's always another tragedy to come. I don't I think it's been swept under the rug a little bit. Yeah. And um, that's what he gotta do. The only thing he gotta do is say nothing. If I was him, I would have never uploaded that Instagram story. I would have dropped a statement apologizing. He did the thing where he's paying for the funerals and that's cool. And he's paying for therapy for the family and that's nice. I and I will leave it at that. I will say completely quiet like and I will let it die down. See, this is the thing. I feel like since he did that, lawsuit lawsuit shouldn't have been made by the families. You get what I'm saying? It's, I give. I, I give see, what you're saying, but they still gonna sue. Exactly because it's a money thing. It's a franchise. Yeah, it's a money thing on both sides. Yeah, and it it, it bothers. How much did you care about your family member if you sent them to a concert by themselves? Mm-hmm. That's that's another thing. Damn, damn people. But I'm pretty sure some people in there that's genuinely mourning. I'm not saying that. Yes. But it's just crazy what money make people do. Yeah, it is crazy what people look at stars and all they it's kinda like vice versa, how these people that organize these events for people to come and perform, how they look at people as money signs. But then the people that is going there soon as something happened they want to point fingers at the artist like the artist oh he got money so let me sue him because yeah that's why they named drake how the hell is drake getting sued he not the promoter he not the organizer he didn't sell a single ticket this nigga wasn't counting the crowds was he performing he came out and did one song and left and this and he's being sued now like it's just that's crazy Right, Drake should have stopped the show. Right, I don't know. I don't think Drake had anything to do with it because he performed and that he performed before all the the stuff started happening. Yeah, but now he's he's named in those lawsuits too. Yeah, and you know, I don't I don't know. It's kind of yeah, but you know, with with good deeds come people that's greedy. So it's some people that are genuinely trying to send a message that it's like, look, we're suing because we want the landscape of festivals to become more safe. But mm-hmm. then, you know, it's always the one or two that gotta come fuck it up on the greedy part. We'll we'll never be a hundred percent righteous. It's always gonna be somebody being greedy. Look yeah. at look at Sean King and Black Lives Matter. It's always gonna be somebody that come be greedy off a of movement, but then it's always gonna be people that are genuinely just trying to like send a message and those are the people that I'm a root for if you you suing because you want the media to press the issue of festivals becoming more safe I'm with that 100% um, listen I was at day in Vegas it was a point in time where I got so dizzy I had to sit my homegirl like yo I gotta go sit down I'm Back. tired I'm like I'm overwhelmed there's a lot of people it's super crowded she done put us to the front of the crowd 
So we packed in the crowd. I'm like, yo, I have to move. I gotta go. And I've not only been with the with been like I only been to like maybe four concerts my whole life. I, and I'm I'm a little bit older than you. I've been to the '69 Boys. If you remember who they are, I remember them. <laughs> I that was my first first concert or ever. I've been to. Um, I actually went to actually four. I went to a concert. I seen Kate Michelle before she got famous. I seen Pretty Ricky. I seen Mario, the one that sang "You Should Let You Should Break My Hair." Yeah. yeah. Um, Mystical. I seen him, and I seen. I've been to two Beyonce concerts, and the wildest concert that I ever been to since I been going to concerts was the last Beyonce concert. It was, it was so packed out in Charlotte when Beyonce came to Charlotte, but they had great bouncers, bodyguards. Yeah, it's a team. Keeping a concert safe is a team effort. It's not just one person. No, it's it's a, it's a, it takes it takes a team to keep a concert safe. Period. The artist can stop the show, but that ain't gonna listen. How many times you been to a club and a fight broke out and they turned off the music, but niggas kept fighting? They <laughs> twice more than once. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh snap! They fight and turn off the music. They gonna stop? No, they they don't give a damn that the music stop now. So it's like, oh, stop the show. They gonna stop raging? No, they nah. okay. That's right. the theory. Like that. we're 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 theorizing that if the music stopped, they're going to stop. So I came up with this thing where I wanted to say that if you are a person that look at money as something um, that you just feel like you just put people's life in danger you need to ask yourself how can I go about this the way where nobody is getting hurt I am getting divine cash and I am helping other people how do I begin to serve others instead of focusing on my own personal outcome because I think that with this with the astral world they were only worried about their own personal outcome you know what I'm saying what exactly. skills and knowledges do you need to embody this event, the situation, whatever it is that you're trying to put out there, especially you guys, you business owners out there. When you begin to flow with the universe and you helping other bring others bring prosperity, you automatically redirect that prosperity towards you. And I think that and I'm not saying that Travis Scott deserved this lawsuit and the organizers deserved this lawsuit, but in reality, from a person outside looking in, they deserve everything that they're getting right now. Not Travis Scott. And like you said, it takes a whole team to make a concert safe. Exactly. I, I think that this this is called the magic of giving and receiving. And the reason why I say it's a universal um where it's being souls are being taken and they this is a human sacrifice human sacrifices happening right at that time because the universe doesn't know the difference between good and bad black and white you know what i'm saying rich or poor and so i feel like when they had this they had came up with this event they didn't think it all the way through they looked at travis scott as a big big person that everybody loved they were basically if you think about it I'm not a Travis Scott fan I don't listen to his music but people like in their 20s listen to him this is the young people's music you get what I'm saying so they they see all they they market it for the young people 
I know that they, they said they had a mud bath, a mud bath, where people were fighting in a mud bath. See, no. Was that true? I, um, I didn't hear about the mud bath. This is the first time I'm hearing about that. I know that he liked to do mosh pit style shows, though, where uh-huh. everybody jumped around in rage. Like, that's his whole thing, rage. Uh-huh. So, I, I knew about that aspect of it, which is why when I was reading that nine-year-olds was going... And even my homegirl was like, well, it was marketed as a show for all ages. And But it, even in the back of my mind then, I was like, but anybody that knows the history of Travis Scott shows would know, hell no, I'm not sending my nine-year-old because it I'm not sending wild. my 13-year-old there. Yeah, no, what are we, I don't, I don't know what we're talking about there. So it's that at some point we got to blame the parents as well. And I hate to say that. Yeah. And the parents got to be accountable for what they allow, allow yeah. them to see. How's not, how's that not child endangerment? Not only that, I feel like no kid should be listening to his music anyway. At all. Like, that's what I'm saying. So it's a, it's a you know, hey, we can do a whole nother podcast on why I feel like these, this new generation of parents is setting their kids in front of the TV and letting the TV raise them and then casually walking by and seeing their kid watching some shit that they shouldn't be watching, be watching. getting mad at the artist right. instead of being mad at themselves for not just turning the fucking TV on. Not only that, not watching what they, what monitoring what they got on their phones. I, my, I know one thing. My kids has YouTube and they can't watch. I have a thing where they can only watch what I allow them to watch. You know what I'm saying? And exactly. not only that, these kids nowadays from the early 2000s on up, they don't even watch TV. They watch YouTube. And you know, YouTube have uncensored shit. Exactly. So with but, this, you know, we just most of these kids just getting tablets for Christmas. When the last time y'all bought your kids Barbie jeans? When like, the last time you like, bought your kids a book? You hear me? Like when? When you remember Leapfrog? When the last do Leapfrog still exist? Like they do. Our <laughs> parents still buying their kids Leapfrogs, or is it just? Johnny want a tablet, so you know that's how I'm gonna get them. Or you know, Leanna want a switch, so I'm gonna get her a switch. Like, are we? What are we? When the last time you bought your kid a football for fucking? We're not. Christmas? We're not educating them. And you know what I'm saying? We, you know, history repeats itself. You know what I'm saying? And when I say history repeats itself in a spiritual aspect, everything happens in a different millennium, in a different century, but in the same way how our parents didn't teach us how to love ourselves. Now, parents are not teaching their kids how to educate themselves. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You're teaching your kids, especially these women out here that is acting ghetto and period poo and all this stuff. They illiterate, they damn self. So how can you expect a literate person to teach a child how to be not, be, not to be illiterate? Exactly. And if you, and then if you like, well, this kind of this stuff gonna be anywhere. You can't control it. You can control what you tell your kids about it. You see, you let your kids see some shit on TV. Sit down and have a, have a talk with them right then and there. Like you know, X Y Z, blah blah blah. Like this, this is what this is. This is what it's not. Like that, treat it as a teaching moment. But we so scared to teach our kids, or I don't want my kids exposed to it too young. It's like if you don't want them exposed to it too young. Take that TV out of their room. I didn't have a TV in my room growing Me up. Me either. Me I didn't, either. I had a bookshelf in my room. That's Girl, what, we, that's probably why I'm a writer now. But I had a bookshelf in my room. If I wanted to watch TV, I had to go in the living room. 
And, and if I'm in the living room watching TV, my mama know what I'm watching because she can hear everything that's going on in the living room. No. I didn't get exposed to like rap music until mad late, and people call me weird. And you know, and it's crazy because my peers call me weird and shit now because they're like, "You weird, man. You do this. Well, see, you a nerd." But it's like, shit. My mom was doing what she was supposed to do, but also my mama was older, so yeah. she was cut from a different cloth. See, my mama, we did. We had a TV. We had one TV, and that was in the living room. And nine times out of ten, my mama was in the living room watching TV. She was watching Days of Our Lives and stuff like that. So we didn't have. We couldn't watch TV. We either had to go outside and all go in our room. And we didn't. We had books and Barbie dolls and trucks and stuff like that. But watching TV, I didn't get to start watching TV until I was like 13. And I was only allowed to watch the Cartoon Network channel and Nickelodeon Disney channel. I didn't start watching 106 in Parks until I was 16. Listen, I was in middle school when I started watching 106 in Park. I was going to Northridge Academy. Watching, uh, so no, and it was low key. The other kids fought that I even knew that shit existed. Like, mm-hmm. and I remember one day I got in the car and I was rapping some cut, real <laughs> like, real, like what it is. Oh, what's up? Yeah. I was like, who the hell played that song for you? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I feel like parents, not only just parents, but us adults out here, need to learn how to act at concerts. Just because it's supposed to be a rage concert, we don't have to keep pushing and shoving and pushing and shoving because he said, shoot a bitch, kill a bitch, hit a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have to learn how to not let music have the power over us, especially music like a rowdy type of music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but Um, I also feel like that's because... That, like you said at the beginning of this, this is our these our first concerts post COVID. People was ready to let go. Like this was their first chance to like this is my first chance to wild out. I'm outside. I'm about to turn it all the way up. Like this was our first opportunities to do that. So did did we all get a little too excited to be back top be back outside? Absolutely. Yeah, these are first days out. You know, first day out. We've been right. locked up for two. We've years. been locked up since what, like 2020, the beginning Facts. of 2020. Yeah, it's so, first day out. Right. This. It's been a long time coming, but I still, I get it. I, I get it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But I don't get how you can allow that free time of you being locked in a house and having to be around your kids all day every day and not going to work all day every day and not having no money because you lost a job or you can't work because of COVID and you allow that to get you so frustrated and worked up where it became a tragedy it became a tragedy where I, I mean you should feel you guys out there that went to that concert that did you know that was raging and was jumping around and screaming and yelling yeah. and all that it I was more that, of y'all than it was people on stage right so then it's really at what point do we hold ourselves when are you exactly because and it's and it's crazy because i saw that that day in vegas too when people were saying i couldn't breathe it was people in the crowds passing out waters like here mm-hmm. you need water you okay you okay i sat on the ground because i was tired so many people came up to me like you are you okay are you good you good yeah are, are you okay you're fine you need some water like literally like everybody was checking on each other so i do feel like the asteroid tragedy kind of checked us to make us start checking on each other but the people that went to World fest should definitely look at themselves as well because how many people did you see pass out or say that they couldn't breathe 
and what did you do? Exactly. How did you handle that situation? So if you was out there and you did not help someone, you don't you haven't took accountability for your actions, that delves those ten delves is on your hands too. Exactly. So nah, so I definitely feel like it's it's way more people that could easily be held just as accountable. Yes, yes, yes. So I wanna say this and then Brianna, I'm gonna let you go. Um, but prosperity is the is the language of the universe and it's called divine knowledge it is it's distributed through people coincidences and paradoxical lessons and i feel like that this was a paradoxical lesson so when you start flowing with the currencies of the universe you will see how things fall right into your hands through the assistance of others and the universe devises and orchestrates the perfect plan so that you are at the right place and at the right time with the right person and I feel like the people that died that day was not at the right place was not with the right person and to be honest with you I ain't never went to a concert by myself me even I always had the buddy system so the universe brings you what you need from helping you learn a lesson to manifest your desires so what you said at the beginning how this Astro World concert was a lesson for the whole world definitely was so this is one of those prosperity lessons that allows you to understand your authentic nature and when you step into grace you become the channel for the divine bringing abundance to others at the most opportune times so a rich life is one of a living life that you love and what you do you naturally give back to the world so I think that, you know, the instance that we declare money to be more powerful than ourselves, we become disempowered. And that is what happened with these organizers and, and all the people that put this together. They let money overpower them and it made them disempowered. And, you know, it's kind of like a it's kind of like if you do a love spell and it don't go the way you want it to and it backfired on you. Exactly. So. I'm gonna leave you guys with this. I'm gonna leave you guys with a a a quote, and it says, "Wealth is the ability to fully experience life." And this man named Henry David Daru said that. And I want you guys to know that money is not happiness. It will never make you happy. It will never fulfill you. So if you have to put people's life in danger just to be rich or to make a dollar reevaluate your thinking on how money should be because money is just the energy exactly it's the energy transaction yes people say we need it to live we do but we don't need it being rich is not a fulfillment i know there's plenty of people out here that's rich and not happy right now same you know i have talked to a man that had all the money in the world lived in a big car had a big house you know, he had a big-ass house that had the ocean front, a nice view. And he was not happy. He did not like where he lived. He wasn't comfortable in his own skin because he had nothing to share. He had nobody to share it with. His kids was grown. He had a Fortune 500 for a 5,000 million company. And he wasn't happy. And I think that when people like me and you value life 
money isn't everything. It's not everything. It's not. Money is a tool. That's it. It is. It's an energy tool. So I'm going to leave you guys with this. If you are at a place in your life and you are looking for divine wealth and you need divine wealth and you have lost how divine wealth is supposed to feel, start choosing abundance. Okay? And how you do that is you use the law of abundance or supply. And the spirit, the law of abundance of supply says the spiritual truth is that the universe only knows abundance. The entire cosmos is designed with infinite elemental equations with a limited combinations. This law is designed to have you align with absolute abundance. And when you invert this law or live in scarcity and the scarcity mentality, you will experience feeling bounded and fearful. And this, the reality is you have been endowed with a mind that is immeasurable in its ability to invocate and create possibilities. Even the material realm is lavished and, and energy becomes unbound through the incalculable sensitiveness of material particles. So your soul desires for you to awaken to your infinity potential and invitation. Let go of lack mentality. The universe is ready to pour wealth into you. Open your arms and live in abundance. And we have to start choosing abundance. And one of the things that I, and I'm a business owner as myself. And one of the things that I ask myself when I feel like I am allowing money or wealth to overpower me is how disempowered do you feel in the realm of money? Choosing one through 10, how disempowered do you feel in the realm of money, Miss um, Brianna? How did how much disempowered do I feel? Mm-hmm. Maybe like a four. And why do you say that? Because I feel like with or without money, I'm still be me. Yes. So I don't. So I don't feel like it has like a strong pull over me. But it's a four because I know that I could amplify who I am with money. Because it be so many people I be wanting to help. It's so many people that be helping now. Right. If I had a million dollars to just like do films and publish right. other people's books, that's and that's how I feel. I'm, I'm at a five because I feel like I can do more with money. I yeah, can, I can start my own. I can do more with my business. Um, the next question that I ask myself is, how often does money dictate your ability to do things that you want to do? I said a ten. I was about to say like an eight. Mm-hmm. Because listen, lack of money is why I'm working three jobs right now. Oops. Right, right, and that's why I have three three thousand different business ventures that brings money into my my business. You gotta say my my house. How yeah. much would your life change if you had more money? A ten, a lot. I said that too. So one of the things that I said, if you scored above a three, is a divine sign to wake the truth of who you are and I ask myself what limited beliefs do I have about money and one of the examples that I wrote down is only greedy people are rich you must work hard for money and money is the root of all evil my limited belief about money is that I could accumulate all the money in the world and make all the money in the world but I can't die with it you know what I'm saying 
So mm-hmm. why am I rushing for money to flow to me? It's going to come to me either anyway, either way. I don't have to work hard for it, but I choose to work hard for it so I can have enough. Just enough to get by. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, that makes perfect sense. What's your limited belief about money? Um, I kind of said it earlier, but I'm going to say it one more time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like money is the root of all evil. I feel like greed is. Yes. And people, yes. people are the root of all evil. Everything that we create can... My dresser doesn't have energy. It only has the energy that I project onto it. Money is a piece of paper. How can it be evil? Facts. It's but an the- inanimate object. I feel mm-hmm. like we, what we do with money makes money evil because exactly. money is only a tool. If I get a million dollars and give 750000 to the church, is that 750000 still evil? Yes, right. <laughs> so it's that, that, and that's what bothers me a lot is that you often hear churches say money is evil, is evil. If money is so evil, why are we collecting tithes every Sunday? Facts. Why like, do churches so need you to send to 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 donate the tithes to them? Exactly. Why are we giving y'all this money? Right. Why, that's what I don't. That's why I genuinely believe money cannot be evil. Is it an inanimate object? What you do with money is what makes it evil. And a car, a car can be a car can be either dangerous or a safe haven. Right. People that live in their cars and they protect them from storms. It's some people that get road rage and run people over with their cars. So our cars (laughs) and guns ain't dangerous either. It's the people that use them. Exactly. It's see. So it's just. So that's my that's my unpopular opinion on money. I don't think it's unpopular, but you got to realize that everybody don't think like us. And I I, do, I don't think money is evil. I think it's how you perceive it, what you put to it, how you think of money that makes it evil. You know what I'm saying? Um, you can say, oh, I, you know, a lot of people speak negative affirmations about money. Oh, I don't, I can't get money. I don't have a job. I don't have enough money. They put that, that persona that perspective to what money is to them and that's how you change the energy of money because money is always going to be an energy just like I said in, in the earlier in earlier in this segment we have to change the way we think of money and in society nowadays they make you think that money is something that you have to have exactly because everything is a is a transaction Everything is a transaction. Transaction. You gotta you gotta go to Walmart to buy food, but you gotta have money to buy it. Exactly. You want a car, you gotta pay, you gotta have money to buy it. This world is a whole like this whole United States and wherever else in the world, it's a whole franchise around the word money. Just pay $19.99 and you can get Four, you could make four payments of $19.99 and you could get this silver plated necklace. You get what I'm saying? Everything is about money. And people will kill, people will hate, people will shoot, people will strangle, people will do whatever they can to get a dollar. I agree. Everything has a price. That's what people don't understand. Whether it's monetary, whether it's spiritual, whatever. 
everything has a price everything so with that being said you guys be careful um going to these concerts you know make sure that you are safe make sure i i tell you that if just because you want to see somebody close up stay away from the goddamn stage (laughs) (laughs) for real listen watch it on the monitor watch it on the monitor because right now concerts are becoming dangerous very very dangerous so what i want to go ahead and let you guys know i want to send all of you guys some love and light i want to thank you miss brianna j for joining this podcast um and um, rest in peace to young doll and i will see you guys next wednesday thanks for having me all right talk to you later i'm out you guys bye No, you can't save, I'm mad enough Smoking hella weed, I'm on the alcohol Shawty lick me clean away, she sucked me up I keep two O's in my bed, I got them turning up What would you do if you heard I got it going on? I had to burn, I left skirmers, I had to deal Gotta watch for 12, I'm my town, you might get killed I'm on my mind, yeah, I'm high by the rim You copy lie, boy, I got it all on film you gotta watch out where you rock it, shit get real Drink too real, I can't be fake, don't know the feel Gotta take a long drive up the hill Gang too heavy, move like Navy SEALs I'm too heavy, think I need a lift Chicago baby, she just wanna drill The vibes too heavy, it's too hard to kill Gotta watch out where you go, cause shit get real
It's the Soul Coaching Oracle Show. Have a good night.